I drank too much this entire week. Hello and welcome to Sore Throat Cast, TryGames.net podcast. Uh, I'm trying to read the date here. September 19th, even though this won't release until like October or something crazy like that. Um, we sort of kind of got the RSS feed fixed, but not really. Um, anybody using iTunes will have noticed that um, the episodes should be updating now, but I've split it into two different files. So if you want episodes 1 through 100, you will want to point your RSS reader to... Trygames.net slash legacy.xml. Um, and Pete so kindly offered to uh, to fix the file. Uh, but unfortunately, I uh, got rid of the original file. So there's no way for him to fix the original file. Um, but yeah, so there we go. But uh, I am here. I'm, I'm the host. I'm Austin. And I'm, you know, a little tired because I got back at like 4 yesterday. Uh, and it's 10. 30 or something. I don't know. Uh, and we have two other people with us. Two women. Lovely ladies. We have Pete. This is great. You have a sore throat and are have to, and like are all quiet and I have to be quiet and can't really answer too big because you know my girlfriend's sleeping so it's going to be a great cast. <laughs> I'm already um, quiet. Yeah, and that was Al. Mm-hmm. The antipode. The quiet. The antipode. The quiet. quiet. You, you have to talk louder this episode, Al. It's not helping. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. Okay, so, um, what do we usually do? I'm fucking I'm what tired. Have playing? <laughs> what have you been playing? Yes, uh, let's go with Pete. What have you been playing? Okay, like I said, I'll do a short answer. The only thing really new that I've been playing is I picked up Scribble Knots. Ooh, Which nice. I am really into. Um, I'm just going to give one quick example of why this game is awesome. Uh, I'll give... A, a puzzle example. There was a puzzle. Like, if you don't know what the game is, go on YouTube and search Scribble Knots. I'm sure people who are listening to this probably have at least heard of the game because it's like gotten way like hyped up yep. before it's released. Um, but yeah, like uh, definitely worth the hype in my opinion. But here's a puzzle example. Um, so you know how you can like write anything in the game, right? So there's this one puzzle where you have to get that you the game you're collecting these little star pieces. So the one in the in this one particular puzzle, the star is in a little like cave area that your character is too big to get into. Mm. Um so like uh as of like as of this point in the game, the previous puzzles were all just like uh just come up with a way to get the star, but like you don't really have any major obstructions like this where it's just like a, a star is in a tree, use a jetpack, you know, or a star. You have to like um give someone an item or something to get a star or something. But, like nothing where you really had to like kind of man- like in my eyes, manipulate yourself, so to speak. Anyway, there are there are various ways to solve this puzzle. For instance, my girlfriend solved it by just using a lasso and lassoing the star and getting it to come out of the hole, like mm. the cave area. Mm. Um, my in my eyes, I was like, well, I have to figure out a way to shrink myself. So after trying various other things, I decided, well, I wonder if there's a shrink ray in the game. So I used shrink ray, and I noticed that I could use it and shrink other objects, but I couldn't shrink myself. Yourself, okay. So I. Uh, I put evil genius and this bad guy came into the world and I gave him the shrink ray and he shrank me and then I got rid of him and I was able to get the star. That's awesome. So, yeah, this game is just incredible. It's a lot of fun. It's got it seems to have like 
quite a bunch of levels and stuff like a p- bunch of puzzles and it also has you know a puzzle editor so a lot of a lot of of original play and then a lot of replay value it seems like it'll have so I'll give a more detailed impression once I've played a lot more of it but uh so far I'm absolutely loving it um and uh yeah I definitely think it was worth the hype and if you were interested in it go pick it up wonder, and that's really the only thing new but, I wonder if you if you if you typed in jackhammer or like demolition ball or something and you could could destroy the cave. Some terrain is force. destructible. Not all is. I think I oh. tried using dynamite to blow, blow a hole, but it didn't work. So, I see. Pete, how did you come up with evil genius? Because he's Pete. Because uh, I knew that evil bad guys use like evil geniuses use shrink rays. No, no, no. I mean the actual <laughs> like the term evil genius. That's what I want to figure um. out because I would never have thought of evil genius. I'd have been like a. Uh, bad guy, villain, or something. <laughs> I don't know, because, I, I mean, I was thinking mad scientist, and for some reason, like, the term evil genius came into my head. Maybe I was thinking back on the old, you know, game or something, but, um, which was a good game, too, back in the day. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, just something random. Like, that's the way the game works, is you gotta just, you gotta just try the most random stuff, and sometimes you'll surprise yourself. And that's very cool that the game recognized that and made it work. Yep. Awesome. There are tons of examples from other podcasts that just made me laugh. I can't remember them for the life of me right now, but uh, I, I just really want to put in random stuff and see what happens, like completely well, random. Apparently, the word list for the game did get leaked, and I think I remember someone saying that there's 22,000 words yeah, on the word Yeah, that's what list. I heard, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of things are synonyms for other things, like if you put in, for instance, like the word man – but then you put in the dude. word, like like I've already done, yeah, dude, or maybe like I tried putting in best friend, and it's just the same thing. It's just like a human male, like, so not all words are in, like, are completely, you know, independent, um, and a lot of things, like, like sometimes, like, uh, like physical people character type things will kind of all react to things the same way, um, but there is still quite a huge amount of variety in the way you can solve puzzles, so. Right, yes. right. Well, I guess so that's it for me. It's my turn, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, while you play. Uh, I'll, I'll get the easy stuff out of the way. Uh, playing more Izuna 2, and I decided instead of working with all the different characters that, that I got last week, um, I decided that I was going to just concentrate on, like, one or two. And so I concentrated on this one guy who's, like, real strong, but he um, he loses his spiritual power, which is like this bar that goes down when it, you do anything and like if you stay in the dungeon too long it just drains so it's kind of like one of those even just helps. standing still no 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 you have to it, nothing happens if you stand still okay so just like a rogue okay just right, if sure. you just keep moving around the dungeon without going to the next floor it'll start going down faster 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 so it, it's something to give you an incentive to go to the next floor Jeez, and if it runs out brutal yeah if, if it gets low like the lower it gets the lower your damage is and the more damage you take from attacks but they're these little pieces of paper that you look at, and when you look at them, you get your spirit power back. Like, they're pictures of, like, your mother, or pictures of, like, certain female characters in the game, and a picture of, like, like the god in the game, like, the super god, because these six characters that I'm playing with are gods. But, um, so I have a lot of that. But that guy, he's, like, super, super strong, but then he becomes super, super weak when the, um, the, the spiritual power gets low. So I have to keep carrying around the, the papers. And he also loses it a lot faster than everybody else. But I like the fact that when it's full, he'll like knock the shit out of everybody. So I focused on him. Um, 
let's see. I played some more Final Fantasy. Uh, what was the name of that game? After Years. Final Fantasy Four After Years. And I'm almost oh, finished. Right. It's really, really hard right now. Like near the end of the uh, the DLC, it's it just gets super tough. Um, but I think I'm almost finished with the second to last episode, and then. Later this week, I'll get the last episode and uh, finish out the game probably by the end of the month. And it's still good. I'm still trying to figure out where this is all going, though, because all the episodes kind of happen around the same time. So it's not like the story's progressing that much. You just kind of realize what's going on with all the different characters who are in a whole bunch of different places all at the same time. Uh, I also started Assassin's Creed. I started it over because... I was really that from far the be- to like, begin with. Way from the beginning? Oh, okay. And um, so I I finished the uh, first assassination. And uh, I actually did it right this time. Because the first time I played it, I screwed up and like tried to use the hidden blade like right in his face. And <laughs> he blocked me. <laughs> so then I had to go through oh, this whole shit. big run and gun type of thing. Oh, no. So then uh, the second time, it was like uh, stalking through the crowd. And then I waited for him to like really get into a conversation where he was arguing with somebody and just stuck it to him. Just like, pow! And then uh, I got the achievement for that because I didn't get the achievement the first time. Um, let's see. Other than that, I'm playing Madden 10. I'm an online franchise. I lost my first week because I threw like five interceptions, which is terrible. Um, hopefully by the next game, I'll get some practice in. I got to really practice my throwing game because... I, I see something, and by the time I throw the ball to that person, the their coverage is, like, there at the <clears> spot <throat> that I'm throwing. And I'm like, you motherfucker! So, that kind of sucks. Mmm, football. And my final two comments is that, uh, let's see, I opened up <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, and I started playing that a little bit, and it's real interesting, fun to me. And circle, 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 Actually, circle. X, 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 X. Oh, X, 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 yeah. X. Because basically it's like an action fighting kind of thing, like a b- action battle system, but you're really just running around like attacking things, and then you switch to like your different materials and whatnot. But I don't mind that. Because um, I need something that goes a little faster than Ezen or two. And my final note is like right after the podcast last week, I had downloaded the demo for Ah! And ah! that's a it's a base jumping game for PC, and it's pretty interesting. Like basically, you jump off the top of a building, and uh, in its most basic sense, you have to get to the bottom and pull your parachute and land in the in the red. But in its complex terms, you have to do things like get close to buildings for things called hugs, and touch buildings for things called kisses. Um, there's more to it, but I haven't really. Uh, gotten to it since right after the podcast, so I've only learned about like the hugs and kisses, and ah! you know, trying not to break all your bones by landing on top of a building, and then you just get points by uh, doing the base jumping. But it seems like there's a little bit more to it when you exit the game. They go through this whole long thing. It's really funny because there's a guy talking about all the different features of the game, and it seems like he'll never stop talking, and he doesn't repeat anything. And that, that was, it was like interesting to sit there and just listen to it and be like, is he going to stop? Ah! Uh, so, what have you been playing, mister? I like to repeat myself. Ah! Oh, fuck. Uh, 
Ow, my throat just went right there. <laughs> After the, uh, Take it easy. Um, Pete has something to, uh, to to say about what he's been playing. He wanted to uh, to to supplement before yeah, I go. Yeah, because I'm always forgetful and forget like at least one thing that I've been playing. Um, I forgot to mention that I played a little Beatles rock band because uh, I went to the Harmonics rock band night thing that they do here in Boston um, once a month. So uh, since the recent release of Beatles rock band, they decided to use that for this this month's game. Um, and uh, uh, as far as the game itself goes, uh, it's in terms of like a game and like a rock band game, it's. I mean, it looks good and everything, but it's a lot easier than, like, your standard rock band games. Just, like, the Beatles songs in, in general, I guess, are just easier to play. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if anybody really played on Expert, because, like, I, not only did I play a little, but I watched other people play. And, like, all the note tracking seemed really basic and really easy. But I think I've heard that, like, from other sources, too, that just in general, that game is mapped easier. Probably because uh, a lot more casual players are going to be picking that up, too. Just, like, Beatles fans that might not actually be into the rock band game. But uh, as someone who, like, personally, I never really was, like, a huge fan of the Beatles, uh, just playing the game, watching our people play, I definitely was getting into the music and stuff, and uh, my girlfriend went with me, so, like, we both kind of decided that we would like to, like, actually purchase Beatles Rock Band now. I mean, not definitely not the big-ass, you know, band <laughs> set. Two, super it, $250, but, yeah. Yeah, but just the game itself, it's it's definitely fun. Um, although I imagine it is a lot more fun in a big party atmosphere than just a couple people playing, uh, especially when you got a huge group of people and, like, can fill out those uh, three-part har- harmonies and, and all that. But, yeah, it seems like a, a really good game, and, uh, I mean enough to warm, uh, enough of a good game to make people who aren't really fans of the Beatles want to get it. And I also just wanted to mention that I got to meet uh, and speak with uh, Mr. Alex Navarro at the at the show thing, and uh, some of you might remember him. He was former GameSpot editor and also a former guest on the TryGames.net podcast, so that was cool uh, getting to meet him. Yeah, um, in my experience with the Beatles rock band, when, when he brought it over to New York during their, you know, during the poorhouse nights, um, I can't remember what song it was, but <clears throat> I mean there are songs which, and I bear in mind I'm not familiar with the Beatles all that much, but there were songs um, where I, I remember I wanted to play one song and you know I was on guitar and I was on expert and then it was just kind of repeating itself, mm. and I was like all right this is you know I, I shouldn't expect anything much more because the Beatles he's like, and then Alex is just like wait for the solo wait for the solo and I'm like uh oh, and so then the solo comes up and it's. You know, it's unexpectedly difficult, but it was um, it was unexpectedly difficult relative to the rest of the song. But relative right. to other uh, rock band products, it was not that difficult. So it's so yeah. I mean, pretty much. And I don't even know if it's necessarily the note charting as much as it's just the songs themselves. Like I honestly don't know because again, I'm not familiar with the Beatles, so. I was gonna say um, there's a compare. You said it wasn't as hard as other rock band songs, so I was gonna. Before you said that, I was going to say, is it like that song that was in Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s? Um, I forget what the song is, but it had that like crazy, crazy solo in the middle, but it was a really simple song all, all, all throughout. Um, You know what song I'm talking about, right? Was it like... I don't, because I didn't play Rock the 80s. Uh, um, let me see if I can... I probably can't reach it from where I am. Well, I'll, um, I'll stand by, and then I'll come back and get it. So, keep going. Was was it like a Judas Priest song with like this crazy shit in the middle? No, no, not not Judas Priest. It was a short song. Um, it was a song by 
I think the, it was it was it a spoof song? Yes, it was the song by the guy oh, who yeah. did Strong Bad or whatever. I Limousine. Think. It right. was by Limousine. Limousine. I forgot the song name, but I I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, that song. That, <clears throat> they had like a keyboard solo that they did <laughs> double the guitar, and it was yeah. nuts. It was like a five second solo, but you could fail the song on it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, yeah, it was it wasn't like that. No way. No, okay. It was much more, you know, it was much more doable. But anyway, um. What have I actually been playing? Uh, I actually, because I've been going through um, Advance Wars, uh, Day of Ruin, days of days, multiple days, not just a single day. Yeah, like days of Ruin. Of them. Yeah, I um I actually picked up, not picked up because I already have it, but I I put in uh, Dual Strike again just to kind of compare, and just kind of all the stuff that they have to unlock and all the different modes that they have cuz they have they even have like a survival mode and a um and a mode that mimics uh, Atari's combat. combat sort of kind of yeah like you, you drive little tanks around and they're doing shit mm, uh, um, dual strike had that too that's what that's i was talking, talking about. about yeah yeah oh, dual strike i thought you were talking about days of ruin no days of ruin did not have that and like i think that that might have been one of the chief complaints about it is that is um from other you know publications and and it seems to you know seems to be accurate that dual uh, days of ruin kind of just focused on the core game which in and of itself isn't terrible but it's also like it also took out a lot of kind of all the content that they packed into to dual strike and i don't i don't know if um i don't know if the number of maps okay is is significantly different um but you know i could i could actually take a look at it now and see but you know i, I won't bother doing that um there are around twenty six, twenty seven. I, I, you know, they're 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 close to sixty maps, if not more than sixty maps, in in uh, Days of Ruin. <laughs> now, I don't know what the total is for Dual Strike, but I, I just feel like pretty there's... sure it's way more than that across a single player, and then all the advanced maps. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're twenty. They're they're about twenty six or twenty seven main campaign missions in Days of Ruin, and about thirty seven, maybe. Um, unless the total, unless it's a hidden total, because like they, as you go through the game in Days of Ruin, like they unlock training maps or you know non-campaign maps which don't have anything to do with the story, but they're just like extra maps for you to play on. Mm-hmm. Right. And the highest number, it, like it, it, it unlocks them out of order. So once I beat campaign mission number six, training mission number thirty-seven opens up, opens up because that's that's closest physically on the world map, and that opens up. So I'm like, oh, all right, um, but. Does- I've, I've only seen it go up to number 37, so I don't know if there's something after that that's magically going to appear that's number 38, or I don't know, but it's... I, I will say there's around 60 maps in total. Does Days of Ruin have a map editor? Yes, it does. Okay, because at least it's got that, because yeah. I'm going to say... Bet- I'm pretty sure, like, maybe it's just, like, you know, faulty memory, but I thought I remember uh, Dual Strike having, like, like close to 100, if not more than 100 maps, and then they also had the map editor. Right, right. And I don't know, it very well may be because the development team put effort in making Days of Ruin online. And, you know, that's that, that, that's a fair... If they had to sacrifice development time on maps to do the online thing, I, you know, I can understand that. But I it, guess, but... I'm sorry, like, I haven't played Days of Ruin, but, like, just in terms of what I know about it, like, Dual Strike just seems like such a much better, like, value proposition overall for a game. And it does have, like, you know, local... Uh, multiplayer, like where you, what is it? Um, 
you know what I mean? Like the system link thing, like uh, yeah, the single card. No, no, no. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. But that doesn't like uh, what I'm saying is that if if that indeed was the reason why they chose to, you know, cut back on their maps, then I can understand it. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's a better, but valid proposition. But for some people, it's worth it to have it online, because. Honestly, like I rarely get to see Al in person and play DS games with him. For example, just just as a small example. Yeah. So it's like if he were to get Days of Ruin, then I'd be probably playing that a lot more than I ended up playing Dual Strike because I'd be able to play with him on. Actually, maybe I wouldn't because he he'd kick my ass. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're right. But um. Is it does the online multiplayer allow more than two people? I have you know I have not delved into that yet. I've not tried. Uh, let me. I, I can look that up really quickly. Because I would be interested. I mean, if you if Al got it and it allowed one or two people, I could actually be interested in getting it then and playing it online with you guys. Right. I haven't even seen Days of Ruin. I probably have to get it from like um, Amazon or something because they probably don't have it in any regular stores except maybe GameStop. But you know, I don't shop there that much. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, it's only limited to two players, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Ugh, oh well. But we can go to Amazon.com for Al and take a look. Advanced Wars Days of Ruin. Uh, While you're looking Holy person- shit! 1374. Wow. That's new? Yep. Buy new. And you know how much Dual Strike costs? 7427. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Dual Strike costs $74 on Amazon? <laughs> yes. That's just, uh, that's personal sellers overpricing it then, because, I mean, I still see it in GameStops, like, for, like, $30 or less. Oh, my God. Well, it says, it, it's it's sold by Hit Gaming Video Games because Amazon doesn't have any of their own stock. I just, right. I just find it hilarious that it even hits that total, no matter what you're talking about. That, that's funny. Um, Days of Ruin, uh is sold by Amazon itself, so you get that from... Wow, 1374. Oh, my goodness. But, um... Yeah, I, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I remember saying at the, at the outset of playing Days of Ruin, like, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or so, was, oh, man, I missed the CO powers, and, you know, it, it, it kind of doesn't feel like anything new, and then I got into it more, and I'm like, you know what, this is actually a slightly different game, and I, I, I appreciate its nuances from the from the from the unit rankings to to the to the area of effect of your of your um, of a vehicle that has a, a commanding officer in it, uh, and like I kind of like its focus on the tactics more so than like kind of obliterating people. And I like the, the the new balanced units. They took out the the super mega tank, which is way overpowered, and they you know they they scaled back some pricing on some other things, and they you know whatever rebalance it. And then I go back to Dual Strike, and I'm just like, you know what? No, I'd rather have these CO powers, because this is what makes it fun. But at the same time, I missed all the new little units that they that, that they provided us in Days of Ruin. So it's just like, if they could make another Days of Ruin and just put the CO powers back in, I'd be, a, I'd be happy. Because <laughs> I, li- I, I mean, I really do like the way that they balanced everything out with the units. So, um, what, Have I been playing anything else? No, I have not. Uh I tried to sing Backcountry at the Poorhouse this Tuesday uh, when they had Rock Band, and my throat gave out. Mm. <laughs> As it should, because it's fucking Avenged Sevenfold, so what would you expect? Um, yeah, but alright, yes, so are you going to... Scream. Are you going to buy Advance Wars Dual Strike for $74? Uh, I already have it. Oh, I thought you didn't have it. No, I have Dual Strike and the original Advance Wars, not 2 and Days of Ruin. But you haven't gotten far in Dual Strike then? I've had like two missions. 
I think. Okay, no wonder. Because I remember we were talking about the missiles, and you, you said that you hadn't gotten there yet, so. Yeah. Missile um, silos. I, I think I got that game when I bought, like, eight other games for, like, five bucks a piece or something like that. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, we done with what we're playing. We move on to the newses and, the mail, uh, and some mailbag correction. Yes. All right, we'll do yes. that. Yes. 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 No, we're on to the news, but before we get to that, uh, Shane from um, his... Was his mail from last week or the week before? Where last he talked week, about how, From last week, where he talked about uh, Phil Harrison. Um, Must have been the week before. Or could have been. Whatever. He sent, in a, he sent in an email about Phil Harrison and about the, the reductive statement of saying that uh, Nintendo's a toy company, Microsoft is a software company, and Sony's a hardware company, and as such, their, you know, their strengths and weaknesses follow through that kind of simplification. Yeah, uh, that was the one I wanted to answer, and I didn't get to be on for that one. Oh, shit. That was a really good question. And after I give my correction, actually, Pete, if you wanted to throw your two cents in, uh, I mean, given I know your limited ability to speak with the conditions in the house, but um, the correction was that he... he and uh, The episode is up now, so he's probably hearing it now and going, fuck, no, I corrected it. But um, apologies to, to, to Shane for that. But yes, he, is, he did send in a correction. And he was thinking of Howard Phillips, not Phil Harrison. So um, I think Phil Harrison was the one who said the quote, and he, and he got mixed up with, uh, with Howard Phillips. And uh, shit, so many names floating around. Who knows? There's a George Harrison who used to be with Nintendo, and then there's a Phil Harrison with Sony and now Atari, and then there's a you know George Harrison with the Beatles. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, isn't there a George yeah. Harrison with the Beatles too? And and then you know <laughs> Philip Howardson and Howard Phillipson and then Lincoln Howardson and Hitoshi Sakimoto's son and then like Hiroshi Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand and all the shit. But whatever, yeah. So yes, his correction stands. Um, Pete, what did you want to say about that? I honestly don't fully remember the question you put in, and it was more of just like I wanted to like get involved in a, in in whatever oh. discussion you guys were gonna have had with that. Um, which uh. I mean, I didn't even get a chance to listen to episode 145 yet, which is uh, when you guys would have discussed this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it would have just been an interesting discussion to have. But I mean, in general, I think the quote is right about, yeah. you know, Nintendo being a toy company, Microsoft being software, and Sony being hardware. Like, and they're definitely, they've definitely shown that this console generation. Right. And I, I think, um, to expand on that, if you if you wanted to speak a little more on that, the question Hello? ended up... Uh, I am here. <laughs> the question ended oh. up... What? Yeah, I everything think was I just missed... breaking down. Break yeah. down, break it down. No, um, I and just I was I was saying just for your um, oh, crap. just <laughs> just for your own. Pete is dying off the cast. There's something. There's something wrong with his end. He is about to fall. Pete can't hear nothing. <laughs> I heard you say that. Yeah, oh, okay. I heard you say that <laughs> what too. The fuck. Oh, also, right. Al, you're you're hearing a breakup too. I'm hearing nothing, and then I'm hearing a slight breakup, and then I hear us. It's fine. 
Because so it's not just me. No, it's not just you. Oh, no's. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Yep. We're playing Verizon Cast. Um, but for the third time, Pete, <laughs> what I was trying to say was, um, just for more detail for you, if you wanted to share a little bit more of your thoughts, if you wanted to, I, I think the question was mostly, um, or at least what his discussion point was mostly about, was... Like, do you, like, besides that being a simplification, that being kind of accurate, do their strengths and weaknesses end up affecting, you know, how they do their business? And, and, and are they actually, does that actually drive their strengths and weaknesses? And I think I said something along the lines of, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're weak in one area. It's just that they choose to be, you know, be strong in other areas. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily weak. But in some cases, you know, in some extreme well, no, cases, think- Nintendo, like, has been in some cases, like, for online and well, yeah, I was gonna say I think what, it definitely shows yeah. their weaknesses, and like their weaknesses come out because, like, even with even with the current generation, like Nintendo, if they had tried to, uh, to, you know, stand up with Sony and uh, Microsoft in the hardware area, instead of making what like in many people's eyes is more in line with what is what, what could be considered a toy, um, because of the, like, more casual nature of it, the low low price of entry, and like the low barrier to entry with the controls and like the interact interactivity and stuff. It's like, um, if they had tried to do again, this generation, what they did last generation with the GameCube, sure. they would have, they would have failed out. They, they probably would be like, you know, not in the console race anymore. Who you, knows? You know what the funny um, thing is, uh, just to, to jump in real quick is that I feel like they, uh, they marketed it or they at least started marketing it like a toy like the GameCube, like a toy as well, and not not until they actually decided to make the experience toy like, as opposed to just marketing it like a toy, did they kind of succeed. Yeah, plus, in, plus they marketed the GameCube as a toy to gamers, whereas they right. marketed the Wii as a toy to the everybody. Masses. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, and then uh, for Microsoft, you know, their their weakness definitely shows in the insane amount of failure, like in Xbox 360s, and then you have the PS3, which like has the the beefy hardware, the like incredible tech, and not really the software to show for it. So, you know, one console future, all three can join together, and it'll be an amazing world. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that it, Sony doesn't have the software to show for it as much as, or, or, well, unless you're talking about now like they're coming up to on the software. I, I was, uh, I was thinking more when, when, when he, when he said pl- software, Microsoft's a software company. I was thinking more on the platform edge where. Sony's oh, like, yeah, Sony's yeah, like, like, our shit's free, and Microsoft's like, yeah, well, our shit's better. So. No, yeah, I mean, like, you look at something like Xbox Live versus PSN, yeah, like, okay. just software in terms of that, obviously. Right. Like, the PSN is is well behind Xbox yeah. Live, and home, it was just a huge step in the wrong direction yeah. for Sony. I do think, though, from my, if, if we're talking about a different uh, software from a different perspective, as in games, then I'm not so much on board, but I don't think that's what he meant. Right. Like, the game-wise, like, Sony's got its own stable of good stuff so you know and and but not as well not as much as like i mean microsoft even in the game sector has proven like to be quite like the like behemoth now because like securing up you know what used to be sony exclusives and oh yeah yeah um, yeah and just like sony microsoft's first party games i would say like the majority of microsoft's first party games are better than sony's first party games. You think so? I guess that's a matter of taste cuz like Yeah. And a lot cuz a lot of people um I shouldn't say a lot of people. A lot of the um the critics that I've been listening to um mostly from like mostly from and friends of the Ziff Davis camp have been, you know, I- I've been looking at 
Microsoft's online stuff versus, uh, I should say, downloadable content versus Sony's downloadable content, and it feels like Sony is really fostering more kind of interesting ideas, whereas Microsoft's just like, uh, let's take uh, some old arcade game and make it pretty. But that's, again, that's a matter of taste, so it, right. it, it all depends. Um, uh, Al, do you have anything more to say on that, even though we spoke for, for like about 10 hours on that last week? No, I'm not saying anything else on that. Okay. Uh, anything more, Pete, before we move on to the news? No, we can move on. <clears throat> okay, so Al found this article where Bobby Kotick basically wants to destroy our spirits. Can you Not tell ours. us about that, Al? Theirs. Oh, I'm sorry. De- destroy his, his, his lemmings, his, his employee spirits. You want me to go through it? Sure. Gladly! Because you found it and you are an expert in Bobby Kotick's Joker-like smile. That fucking fuck fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, an article from... <clears throat> GameSpot, and I don't really remember much about it because the article doesn't come up on my computer, but I do have oh, the oh, text oh. here. Uh, the article's headline is, CEO reveals plans for untethered Guitar Hero, Facebook integration, emotionally resonant animation, and taking all the fun out of making video <laughs> games, which several sites have taken out of context. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, okay, the presentation that he made was at the Deutsche Bank Securities Technology Conference in San Francisco. And to basically bullet point the whole thing, he describes wanting to make Guitar Hero independent of consoles. He wants to make uh, what I would assume is like a Tiger Electronics version of Guitar Hero, but not as crappy as Guitar... I mean, not (laughs) as crappy as Tiger Electronics games. Not Um, as stinky. And I can probably see that happening, you know, they just have to put in their technology into a particular box and then uh, create their own method of funneling extra songs into the box. But I think that that kind of it's almost like a rebellious activity. And and you know that that came from like him begging Sony to well not begging but threatening Sony demanding to yeah reduce the price on their console and probably dealing with the royalties and wanting to make more money because he's a businessman. Uh, Can I he, jump in for a quick second there? Sure. I think it I, I think it's particularly awesome that Pete started his uh ended his uh <clears throat> discussion of the whole uh uh how uh Howard uh, see, I can't even get the dude's name right. Phil Harrison quote with saying like one console future everything will be fine. Because this is the type of thing that kind of begs the question, why aren't we there yet? Why aren't we there where we don't have to have three separate consoles and Activision has to make three separate versions and, and like basically it's like it gets to a point where like, you know what, why should we have to use someone else's platform? True. You know, to, to, to put out this music. But I, I just thought that was an interesting psychic segue from the Pete. <laughs> psychic but segue. Keep, <laughs> keep going, Al, sorry. Mm-hmm. So in addition to mm-hmm. uh, his <clears throat> Guitar Hero standalone uh, – idea or movement I guess yes. you'd say yes. uh, he also began to discuss things with um, uh, oh he actually also said that he, he wants to do the same kind of thing with uh, other uh, franchises of his or other products so possibly like you know Tony Hawk will with the board and everything will probably go without being uh, having a console dependence as well and you know, I mean, there's a, there's advantages to that where you know you don't have to worry about buying uh, 
say if you have two different consoles, uh, a Wii and a 360, for example, uh, you don't have to worry about the this the disparity of DLC. You don't have to worry about the uh, multiple versions of instruments and things like that. But uh, moving on from that, he also was thinking about the uh, how emotion is conveyed through uh, like the graphical faces and things like that, animation, facial animation of characters. And I'm going to just take from the article at this point where he says that <clears throat> uh, he had showed the people in the uh, audience a clip of Call of Duty World, of War, War at, World at War. And he was saying that his friends in the movie industry all react by pointing out how unreal the mouth movement looks. Uh, and in response to that, he just said that, you know, the developers haven't gotten to a point where the facial animation of the characters is good enough to uh, establish a compelling emotional attachment from the player. So then he, he talks about this technology that he's working on where it's uh, supposed to be a big jump from where things are now and it may not come out until uh, next generation blah 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 and then finally the point that uh, everybody took out of context uh and which i think we should actually discuss first once mm -hmm. you go through it i think we should discuss this one coming up first after you go through it oh i, I think that this is the only thing that we should discuss i mean unless we want to discuss the um the animation well I, I think there's a lot to talk about no not the animation like but but the guitar hero thing oh i thought we already did that Oh, but yeah, if, really. if you want sort to discuss really. that further, we can too. But we'll discuss uh, this this final point first, um, where he basically, you know, says he wants to take all the fun out of gaming, and uh, not gaming, out of making video games, and in doing that, uh, he's basically creating an environment where there's more of an emphasis on making the product as opposed to, <clears throat> uh, I guess having an environment that is cohesive to creation because he says mm -hmm. that um where is it where is it where uh, is it <laughs> he, where is it he focuses on the bottom line they say and he pointed the changes he implemented in the past as being particularly beneficial such as designing the employee incentive program so it really rewards profit and nothing else you have studio heads who five years ago didn't know the difference between a balance sheet and a bed sheet who are now arguing allocations in our CFO's office pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. He later added, we have a real culture of thrift. <clears throat> the goal that I had in bringing a, a lot of the packaged goods folks, and like people who work in, uh, I, I guess they work in, uh, what is it, like consumer? Consumer uh, goods, yeah. Consumer yeah, goods, basically, yes. basically people with experience dealing with the retail space and like delivering goods as opposed to people who are uh, not as opposed to, but to supplement the people who are more familiar with developing projects from a software basis and, you know, building them from the ground up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he brought those people into Activision about 10 years ago, uh, and the goal that he had was to take all the fun out of making video games, which is basically to make it a more serious and a more functional environment. Um, so to, like, what sites did you see that took it out of context? Like, I'm Wait, sure wait, no, get to the next quote. Because the next oh. book is important. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so he says, or they say, if that sounds like it would create a corporate culture that isn't all sunshine and hugs, then it's mission accomplished Bacotic. The executive said that he's tried to instill into the company culture skepticism, pessimism, and fear of the global economic downturn, adding, we are very good at keeping people focused on the deep depression. 
now go about what site you saw take it out of context. Okay, yeah. well, I saw Kotaku take it out of context, uh, <laughs> of course. which is where I got the article from, and I was like, wait yeah. a minute, let me go to the source and actually yeah, figure out what's yeah. going on. And I think that what their angle on it was was that he was saying that he wanted to take all the fun out of players in experiencing their video games and how typical how yeah, typical and that's that's very typical given that you know he's been kind of seen as like you know today's dick and no i mean how typical of a blog to misinterpret that oh well, yeah definitely how typical of a blog <laughs> you know read the freaking article but yeah um it's it's weird i mean especially when he says he wants to take all the fun out of making video games i mean that's that has nothing to do with the consumer end at all yeah I mean, um, yeah. Go ahead, okay. Pete. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was gonna say that, like, irregardless to be taken out of context. Like, I mean, I, I I do think it's stupid that like blog sites are like you know anybody take it out of context and and like make the story more than what it is. But still, even at its base, like the uh, the final why I wanted you to read the final quote there is like that's enough to like really piss me off. Like, and in a way, it almost makes me think: Do I want to support somebody in the game industry who like? you know, has this idea of what the game industry should be. Like, that he wants everyone that works in his company to be, like, constantly afraid and not want to have, like, fun making video games. I mean, video games were built on, you know, guys in their basement who just had a passion for for making these things. And video game design should be fun. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't want, like big conglomerate like faceless conglomerate made games that like have no passion behind them and like i really don't like like i don't like this guy being in charge of activision so i a part of me is actually thinking like should i just not buy any more activision games as long as this guy is controlling the company and this way like sounds familiar it's it's ridiculous uh i mean the you know the 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 consumer part of me and the you know the the, the fan of the, the the fan part of me agrees with that. Um, what I want to know more is exactly how deep does this corporate culture extend? And I know he says, "Oh, it's a corporate culture," but I mean, <clears throat> there, I mean, there there's certain there's certain aspects of um, you know of of a culture that doesn't necessarily permeate throughout all reaches of a company. So I want to know how, um, and I know that I know that it says. Um, that the employee incentive program rewards profit and and, and nothing else. Um, I mean, I know that sounds like a cold thing, but in reality, uh, that's really the most most you can go on. I mean, if if the corporation does not do well, if it does not do profits, then it cannot pay out a bonus. There is nothing... Yeah, but that he it's more than just a bonus in his eyes. It's like if I mean that's that's the whole if, med, if your Metacritic score isn't this high, you might as well kiss your studio goodbye. Well, I was I, I don't I don't see any mention of that here anyway though. You know I don't see any. The first thing is I don't I don't see any mention of that here. And I do remember that some um, that was actually affecting PR firms I think or or whatever like the P, if if it didn't get a high Metacritic score then the PR firms didn't do their job and then those guys got shafted. It's um, not in this article, but I, I mean... I, I mean, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but. I might be misquoting, like, something, but I thought I remember somewhere being said that, like, you know, certain developers... Like, yeah, they are doing that. They, they, they certainly yeah. are doing that. Um, but what I'm saying... Okay, so then... Uh, okay, but I don't see how that's really relevant when his quote is simply 
rewards profit and nothing else. So it's not going to reward. It's not if if a game gets a low Metacritic score, but it's profiting, then sounds like the employee is going to be doing fine, right? I mean, that's that's all, all I'm saying is that this quote kind of doesn't really relate to that. So, um, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, where I work, right, it's, a, it's supposedly a nameless, faceless corporation. It's got a great culture. Um, most of, uh, all of, our entire bonus is based on how the company does on a global level. I mean, it's, it, that's the fact. That's how things work. Um, and this being a corporation, and uh, again, I, I, I think it sucks that the culture may be turning into something that, you know, that, that, that they have to be afraid of. Um, at the same time, uh, Given what you know, what some people have ha- had to go through over the past year, um, though I wouldn't exactly do it in the same way that he did and make people scared, which you know again sucks. Um, it can't be all sunshine and hugs. It simply cannot be. Otherwise, yeah. you know, and and yes, I know video games started. You know, people in garage, ma- people in garages making their software, and you know, it was it was it was a labor of love. Um, it doesn't mean that it can't be that, but they have to be mindful of what you know of, of what people are going through and whether or not, hey, is what I'm making even going to matter at this point in time? Should I wait till next year when things are better to make a game that's maybe experimental, or should I, you know what I mean? Things like that. And then it, it, just in, in in the whole general um, mood of things, um, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of hard to be, it's hard to be you know uh, optimistic. In, in a climate like that. I mean, not that it's necessarily relevant anymore because things are apparently looking up right now, so maybe, like, they don't have to worry about that. And if he still tries to push that kind of, uh, you know, like, you must be scared that you will fail, you know, um, um, a motif on the employees, like, going forward. I mean, he's an ass. Look at his smile. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 all I'm saying is that while I don't necessarily agree with his approach, I can't fault him as a corporate leader for taking the steps, the the for 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 trying to take these steps in order to mitigate whatever negativity can come out of 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 whatever economic troubles we were going through for that period in time. I mean, of course, it's easy to take that. Oh, the whole purpose in doing this was to take all the fun out of making video games. Could you know be taken out of context? And I think that was a stupid thing for him to say. And I think that's a stupid way to think about it. I think that the proper way to think about it would be: Well, I brought these guys in because. I wanted to not take the fun out of making video games, but instill a strong business sense in the process of making video games. You know, like the, the quote above this one is one that I actually like. You have studio heads who five years ago didn't know the difference between a balance sheet and a bed sheet who are now arguing allocations in our CFO's office pretty regularly. I think that's an important thing for studio heads to know. I think it's important that they get involved in that type of stuff. I think it's important that they know the business now instead of just saying, all right, well, I don't know anything about finance and I'm just going to run my team like this. Now that they understand how things work, they can run their teams more efficiently, more effectively, and if you have an efficient and effective team, you can arguably build a better product and from that, they can have a better time building it because they know what they're getting into and so they're better prepared. And so they can focus more on things that you know, they want to focus on because they, they now have a solid background and, all right, well, you know, we've gotten this taken care of and so we can do what we want better. Not necessarily saying that that's how it always happens. I'm just saying that there's a, I would there's a argue, positive side to this as well as the, you know, stupid side. I would argue the point um, that, uh, like, while it is good to have these developers, you know, these studios heads, like, understand financing and stuff, that, like, in a way it could be a downside uh in conjunction with, especially with the way like that 
Kotick wants to run Activision and and he sees the industry and stuff, uh, that then you have studio heads like development studio heads who would be looking at just like finances and bottom lines and and like profit and stuff and being like, well, you know, let's not try to develop anything new. Let's just turn out a sequel to you know you know, make a better profit margin, you know, let's not try to push the envelope or, you know, do anything risky. And, like, under, like, Kodak's ideas for the industry, that's kind of the way it would be, is, like, like, and that is what we see with Activision, is just a, like, you know, series, like, a rape of a series of games to the point where it's so oversaturated that nobody wants it anymore. Sure, And, uh, and I think, you know, it's rotten the way that the company's doing things, but... I think overall, the general idea that studio heads should know about this is one that's sound. I mean, just because people might think ignorance is bliss, it's not necessarily bliss. You, you got to know about these things if you want to run something the right way. What good is having studios shut down and not being able to make again because they didn't understand how things worked? You know what I mean? And so when we have studio heads, uh, the good studio heads. I, I, the, what I'm saying is, I think it's important to have a balance. All right, studio heads who know the industry, who know who know gaming, who know what people might want, who know the different market segments of there 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 there's someone who wants this this niche product and they will buy it. So we should develop this, or or we should we should come up with some creative ideas and at the same time be mindful of how we want to approach it. Not oh this game is not going to sell, we're not going to make it at all, but understand how to man- I, I, for lack of a better word how to kind of manipulate it or how to just how to how to approach it. I'm not saying that they should know finance so that they can stop making, you know, creative ideas. But I'm saying that they to to understand how things work would would make for a better approach, a more effective way of making what they want to make. I just worry that the two always battle like the two ideas always battle each other. Well, like that that that's up to the studio heads. I mean, it, like it, people can be stupid. I understand that. But you know what? That's up on them. That's up to them to figure it out. And I think that not I think that keeping them in the dark, or, or, or not keeping them in the dark, but having them not have to understand this stuff is the wrong way to go. Like, t- to, to just not even touch it at all could lead to disaster, is what I'm saying. So, so many studios are closing. I'm not sure if it's necessarily a direct result of that, but, I mean, there's a concern there. You know, I'd rather have my studio head understand what's going on and make a decision for himself than make a decision based on the lack of information. That that that's that's what I think that that boils down to. Um, but Al, you were saying something about there's an update here, right? There's um, an actual um, transcript of the audio between uh, the the person who was asking a question and Bobby Kotick who answered it verbatim, and uh, this will also kind of shed light on exactly what he's answering, like the right the question that answer. prompted the quotes. Yeah. So uh, the question came from Jidit Patel of Securities. He's an analyst at the uh, securities firm. And the question is, what do you think the retailer's willingness these days is to hold inventory on the video game side? Are they building positions today, or are they still very reluctant and very careful of how they're buying? So he's actually referring to retailers. GameStop, Best Buy, uh, uh, well, no, I was about to say Circuit City, but you know, they, <laughs> they are Oops. now back alive, quote unquote. Um, Online. Yeah. Uh, Target, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Bobby Kotick says, I don't think it is specific to video games. I think that if you look at how much volatility there is in the economy and dependent on your view about macroeconomic picture, and I think we have a real culture of thrift. What kind of sense is that? 
Yeah, that's a terrible sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the goal that I had in bringing a lot of the packaged goods folks that we brought into Activision 10 years ago was to take all the fun out of making video games. I think we definitely have been able to instill the culture of skepticism and pessimism fear that you should have an economy like we are in today. Basically making things more serious, but he uses right. the wrong words, I think. Uh, and so, while generally people talk about the recession, we are pretty good at keeping people focused on the deep depression. And that's kind of, that's kind of why I asked the question, like, what exactly what is he talking about when he's saying the corporate culture? Is he extending it down to every single little peon down the line, or is he strictly talking about the business end of things? Because, I mean, they, they, they could be very different. When you have studios, studios can have their own corporate culture contained within the studio. And that's why I was wondering, is he really saying that he wants to make a working environment for a developer complete shit? And I don't, that's why I was saying, I don't really know if he was saying that. I don't know either, but um, it could be. You know, because he's, maybe he's trying to instill in, say, studio heads and LEA zones that we're really not trying to make shit here. We need to really make products that sell and you have to bust your ass at doing it. And if you don't, there will be consequences. Right, right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it, corporate culture is a very sticky thing. I mean, you have so many, so many studios are kind of like, you know, different divisions or silos within a corporation. And it's just like the, the way that different things are run. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a mess. And his smile freaks me out. Next. That's all. <laughs> uh, I Pete, any, say, like, before, before not we to get go in. on. But does Pete want to say? Oh yeah, you're uh, saying yeah, something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say not to get into like anything too political or anything, but uh, the way Kotick feels about like being in a recession right now, where it's like in during a recession, you need an you need to instill these aspects of fear and and paranoia and pessimism and stuff, and like you know focus on the depression or whatever. Whereas like um, I don't want to get into how people feel about Obama, but when you know he first got in office, one of the first things he said was that like during a recession, it like innovation is good and you know like you want to breed innovation and creativity and like hope not like these not these negative feelings that like Kotick is saying you should right. have right which yeah, but, yeah. i i agree with yeah obama's viewpoint as opposed to Kotick's. yeah there are definitely different ways to go about it and i you know what i you know i personally like that sentiment that one that you just you know said uh, and again I don't support how he went about what he did. I just, you know, I think that he could have used more tech, but I do think that, you know, there's an element of caution that you need to take, but doesn't mean you need to scare the shit out of them, you know? So, yeah. anyway, um, speaking of Activision and Guitar Hero and Kodak being an ass and Courtney Love calling <laughs> out Activision for whatever she said. She said something about, like, raping something. I don't know. She was Yeah, the, the, the Twitter things are hard to decipher yeah. in her strange, you know, <laughs> cryptology or whatever. But uh yeah, uh, basically she was accusing Activision yeah. of boasting of yeah. rape. Boasting of yeah. And I'm only I'm only bringing this up because of a, a point that that was made in the Guitar Hero review in um in Game Informer. But this this little bit says that Bon Jovi weighs in on the Cobain Guitar Hero flip. This is what and not like I necessarily care about Bon Jovi, but this is what he has to say. He says I had the paperwork they wanted me to be on that game, and I just passed, but no one even broached the subject with me that I would be singing other people's stuff. I don't know how I would have reacted to that. I don't know that I would have wanted it either. And so the reason why I put this up there is because I was reading the uh, Game Informer review of Guitar Hero 5, and the main review, uh, not, the, not the second opinion, but the main review said something about that 
it was odd seeing Kurt Cobain's, you know, digital image jumping up and down and playing a Blink-182 song. Gross. Yeah. That's know what, what it said. Though? He said, like, gross, you know, and that's that kind of a... The funny thing about this is that it's this, this stuff is in Guitar Hero World Tour. So, like, did people who signed on to be in Guitar Hero 5 not expect this? I'm well, guessing not. I also don't know, like, I, I think it's less of a... Um, I think it's less of a I don't want to play other people's songs thing, even though in Bon Jovi's case it is. You know, like, and, and he saw that. You know, he saw that and he was like, all right, you know what, then I'm not going to do that. Um, but... No, actually, he didn't. You're right. He said no one ever brought a subject to me. But how many people were in, in World Tour that were actually famous? Um, well, it or has Ozzy Osbourne. It has Ozzy? Okay. Because I forgot. Singing, he was singing other people's songs, and like I even commented to my girlfriend. I was like, you know, that's pretty ridiculous to yeah. see Ozzy singing these other songs. But, like, I mean, it's got Billy Corgan. It's got Travis Barker. I'm sure it's got... It's got other people too. I can't remember right. um, the chick from Paramore and stuff, which you know, not as super famous as some of the other people, but still, like, it's like, I'm sure that even if it wasn't directly said to these celebrities that this is what we're going to do with you know your likeness in whatever legal contract they were given, it had to have said somewhere in there that this was going to happen. Like, as much as I don't like Activision, given what we just said, I do believe in that they covered their bases and that anything that would have been done was covered in that whatever contract these celebrities signed. That, I like, don't know. That, that might have been glossed over. That might have been in bogged down in legalese. You know how these people can be. Yeah, but I'm saying that like either way, it's got to be covered. It, like It has to be in that contract. If it's not, then Activision probably would have been sued quite a while ago for it. Like They're not dumb enough to not have something like that in the contract that they're going to have these people sign. Oh, sure. I know that. But I'm saying that like Bon Jovi could have taken a look at the legalese and been like, I'm not sure I really understand this. Um, right. Well, then and, and you're I'm a celebrity. Not, right, hire I'm a not, lawyer to read it for you. And I'm not going to sign it. And so he didn't sign it. And then he found right. out later that, oh, that's what it means you know, or something. But I think it, it, it's not – again, so I don't think – personally think it's an issue of, hey, you know, I'm singing out of people's shit. That's kind of weird. But, hey, I'm Kurt Cobain, and I stood for something – for a certain type of music, and now I'm dead, um, and it's, Which, kind of, it's kind of questionable enough, depending on who you talk to, that I'm in this game, but not only am I in this game after I'm dead, um, but I'm also singing songs from a band that I would never touch with a 10-foot pole, or whatnot. You know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of... that he actually may have had a complete, like, not political, but a... Uh... A real, mm, I an issue with word. It, yes, an issue, but I can't get the word, the adjective for that. But a real issue with, like imagine yeah. him singing like, uh, you know, Poppy, My Chemical Romance. Imagine him singing, yeah, or imagine him singing Paramore songs. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, like again, it's not like I really, no offense, to any Nirvana fans, it's not like I necessarily care that much about him. Yeah. But right. like you know, as a sign of respect, if they're gonna put him in the game, they they might. There, there's an issue of tact, and they can do whatever they want once they have that contract. I just think that there's an element of tact that I think you know people should take just on on for good faith, you know, for goodwill. Well, certain things you shouldn't do, and they're gonna do it anyways. But I just I, have, I, I found that a little disturbing. I have three particular comments on this thing. Uh, first of all, like. Someone on our podcast brought it up that, you know, we don't know what Kurt Cobain today would be like. Sure. You know, sure. he could just as easily sell out as anybody else. Just because he stood for something when he was, like, young, uh, people get old and they, like, well, you know, what the hell did I bother standing for that sure. for? And they'll sell out. Um, but is that Activision's decision to, to make? 
No, no, it's not. But that's an, my second point is that since he is gone, it is the decision of his estate holder, which is Courtney Love, and if she, and she's it, fucked up, she <laughs> and yeah, she should have taken more responsibility. Agreed. totally agree. And in handling his image, which she has pimped out to many things besides Activision. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that again, that's you know important point number two. And then the third thing is that like I didn't know this until I just listened to the most recent Out of the Game podcast. But apparently, uh, Kurt Cobain's diaries were released at some point or something, and mm-hmm. in his diaries he. He had, he had specifically mentioned how he wanted to, you know, become this big. This is before Nirvana and stuff. How he wanted to become this big rock star and then kill himself. Like he had that mm. planned, and that alone makes me have no respect for him because I don't respect anybody that commits suicide. Okay, that's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Like I don't, I don't have any gripes with what you just said there, uh, especially the Courtney Love thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like on Activision's part, even though, the, like I said, they can do whatever they want. It's a business, you know. I th- I just think it'd be nice once in a while for companies to explore using a little bit more tact, and that goes right back to what Kotick was saying, like about you know pessimism, fear. Use a little more tact, buddy. You know, I agree with the, the with with the need to be cautious. Just don't say it like he did. That's all. That's all I I'm do saying. agree with you that tact is important too. Like yeah. I mean, just in general, I don't agree. <laughs> like whether or not these people are knowingly signing up to have this done it's like oh that's I just di- think it's that's re- a totally different thing yeah it's and just... i just think it's ridiculous in the game like i don't want to play you know kurt cobain singing other people's songs like right. that's just, like it just seems stupid like why even bother having that feature right right well activision's all over the map now we have another um sort of um how to do this if activision spent all this money getting kurt cobain's you could have made into a the game way than that you were just doing it with Activision being all over the map. And now Right, but that's a generic segue. Just saying Activision this, Activision that. Then they're making more money by putting Modern Warfare two into a three sixty. <laughs> yeah. No, but yes, uh Modern Warfare two is coming out in a two hundred and fifty gigabyte Xbox three sixty package. Um and the box art looks kinda cool. Is and it the Okay, and this is cool. Oh, this this is a Modern Warfare 2 console as well. Okay, so it's black, and it has a a two right by the um, right by the circle of light, and mm-hmm. what looks like, um, it's not camo, is it? Yeah, it's it's a, it's kind of like a, a um, a, a weathered and worn number two, on the side of the console, um, and some uh, serial number on the front. TF141. Oh, okay, um. And so this is uh, 250 gigabytes, but then you said the hard drive is not being separate, huh? Yeah, that's uh, the next article. Microsoft says that, um, oh, well, they he had a demonstration, video demonstration of the new console, and he said that the 250 gig drive will not be sold separately. And it's also going to be available for a uh, Forza 3 uh, package. Okay, so it looks like they're doing this. Uh, uh, did they say anything about releasing a 250 gigabyte 360 just as like the new elite? And when I say that, I just I'm just using it for lack of a better term because they, the elite is now 299. Right. They haven't made any announcement on that, but it's possible. Uh, you know, they could be doing that three skew thing again. And um, but odds are they they might just keep this 250 gig drive in a bundle only. Right, I mean, it's funny because it like that, it's like okay, you get a, a 360, a 250 gig drive, and two wireless controllers with a one headset, which is weird. Uh, but and a game, 
and game, all for four hundred dollars. That's, that's a, a good you know, deal. That's actually a good. Propos- it is a really that good is a deal. good value proposition, actually. Now all they need like, to do is bundle in the wireless thing. Sorry, I might actually consider like if this is around for a while, and if I had the extra money, I would actually probably consider picking it up just to get the game, the extra controllers, and the bigger hard drive. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, uh, does this like uh, what stuff like does this come with the HDMI cable? Like, what stuff do they pull out of the box now? They HDMI pulled out cable. the HD. They they even pulled out the component cables. Yeah. Oh, like, right. And did they do they still have the microphone or did they pull that out too? The headset? No, that, I think they, they come on one headset. headset and two I controls. I think they still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it pulls out the HDMI. And really, what's funny to me is the fact that HDMI cables can be bought from. And I, this is not the consumer end. I'm not saying that people should have to go and hunt down cables in monoprice.com just to get a good deal on a cable. But HDMI, uh, so so we've gotten HDMI cables for under ten bucks. How much did you get yours from Amazon, Al? Dollar ninety nine. Like ten nine. Right. Dollar ninety nine. Yeah. And so my question is, how much are they really saving? And I guess they have to save wherever they can. But how much are they really saving by? by ripping away the consumer's ability to get high-def shit from their cable, you know? How much money did it cost for them to put that cable in that box, you know? I, 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 I still think it sucks, but, of course, there are other avenues. You can go to monoprice.com and amazon.com and get HDMI cables. I just think it sucks. Yeah. I mean, um, it could also just be a point of Microsoft not wanting to pay anybody else for anything. Sure. Uh, agree. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That too. Um, we money to ourselves. Yeah. But here, here, here's, a, here, here's this good paragraph right here um, from... From the Kotaku article, um, why won't it be sold separately? It's probably not a surprising move because right now the 120 gigabyte hard drive is still out there for 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if they ever release a 250 gigabyte one, how much are they going to sell for? Three hundred dollars plus, right. which is, thing, it, which is it, almost the cost of a console makes, itself. That's what makes it such a good value proposition is just because of the ridiculous right. prices of, right. of the proprietary. You should not prepare. Where did you guys hear about the Forza one? I want to see that. Uh, that's also on Kotaku. I'll pull up the article. Because um, that, that one, I would be really interested in. I actually, I mean, I want Modern Warfare two, but like, I'm actually more psyched for Forza three. I'd still rather play it on a PC. Modern Warfare two, I mean, not Forza. Right, right. Oh, and wait. Hold on. Halo 3 ODST also gets a bundle, but is that a 250? It is... Nope, uh. just an elite. Sorry, oh, they also, he, Luke Plunkett also finished out by saying that if it doesn't cost $300, it would just drive the prices of the other hard drives down. And obviously they don't want that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> we do, though. I would so, want that shit. Uh, we can move on to the next one. I'm just looking for the Forza one. All right, and I brought this one up because I thought we were going to briefly mention the whole um, Facebook thing that Bobby Kotick was talking about because he did have uh, a mention about oh, about right. integrating, integrating Guitar Hero on Facebook. Right. If you like and finish songs or something like that, it'll come up on Facebook. Right. And then this is saying that Uncharted 2 is going to update to Twitter. Post an update when connecting to multiplayer. When a cinema <laughs> file is uploaded. When a chapter is completed. When earning multiplayer money. When earning trophies, when reaching a level milestone. Hooray for Twitter spam! I know, and, and I mean, I guess like for the people, I, I, fine if they you know they want the option, that's fine. And actually, it's kind of cool like that you don't like if you're the type of person who would have twittered this stuff anyway. You know, great. I think it's cool that they you know that they have an option to automate it. I just 
every time I see something that's connecting to Twitter, it's exactly what you just said, Pete. It's just like, yay, spam. Uh, you know, like, oh, great. Pete uh, beat this level. Okay. Except that I don't use Twitter no more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But, so like, can, can, can you imagine, like, looking through a whole bunch of Facebook updates that just say, I'll beat this level, I'll beat this level, I'll beat this level, I I'll ignore, beat this level, I'll I, like, this I, I set my Facebook stuff to just try to avoid all that random crap that people do on Facebook, because it is just so annoying and spam and crap, and I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Like, I have friends that do, like, the Xbox thing, where it's like, every time they play a game, it's like, oh, I played this game, and I did this, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I kind of, I kind, and the funny thing is with me, and I, I, you know, this is just me, just me, not 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 other people, but I kind of don't necessarily care to broadcast to the world what I'm doing in my video games, like yeah. on an instant basis. Like I like talking about it with you guys, but like every time I beat a level, I don't really care for it to show up on my Facebook status. Right. Like, if I wanted to, I don't know. I mean, I, there's something about like. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm a, a semi-private person. Like I don't play online too much, you know. I don't I don't play with strangers all that much. When I, when I, the reason I don't play a lot of co-op or MMO games is because I don't want to have to deal with other people because I have to deal with their schedules and they have to deal with mine. And it's just like when I want to play a game on my own time, I want to play. And if I happen to be on and someone else happens to be on, great. But you know, and so so this whole thing about like sharing everything that I do. Yeah, I have my um my gamer card up there in case anyone's curious on my Facebook, but it's it's in the corner. It's not, like, updating every single moment on my status. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and I'm right there with you with, like, all that stuff you just said. It's just that, like, people like us are definitely, like, the minority. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, like, for me, I just, I just don't want to see a cavalcade of, like, if all my friends got Uncharted and, they and like, every next Twitter message was about Uncharted <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, uh, Nathan Drake died again. Nathan Drake died again. Nathan Drake beat this level. Nathan Drake died. Beat this level. He died. Beat this level. Got a trophy. Beat this level. We connected the you multiplayer. You shot a guy. You shot a guy again. <laughs> I mean, and and to see when someone connected to multiplayer, you'd have to be on Twitter, right? So like, you get you're you're on the subway and you get a uh, you get a um what's it called a, a Twitter update on your phone that says, "Hey, Pete connected to 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 Uncharted multiplayer. You might want to play with him." And meanwhile, you're like on the bus. You're like, oh shit! I can't connect to him, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that that makes it a bad thing. Again, I'm just saying that you know, all the humorous things that can. Wait, what's this about it being announced for the European market so far? Al has the found some breaking thing. news. Breaking. Uh, the Forza thing isn't as good uh, as the Modern Warfare Two thing. It doesn't have a a sweet looking 360. It's just a regular one. It does have the two controllers and uh, the 250 gigabyte hard drive, but. Yeah, and also it's only been announced for the European market so far. So. Ah, I see. Okay, that's sad. Um, are we are we good with the um, whatever we were talking about? The I thing? am so good. How <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to say? Even Wii. though you spent the whole time hunting, yeah, we. Okay, so apparently the Wii is dropping to two hundred bucks. Um, and I was on a. I I'd actually was pretty bad this week and didn't really look at too much news, but one up. I had this had this uh, Target circular. That shows one ninety nine ninety nine. You know the Wii Sports bundle. Um, the rumors of the price. Uh, this is where Steve Watts on one up. The rumors of a price shot for Nintendo Wii are gaining steam, with multiple retailers all making similar claims. Kotaku reports that the latest leak comes from a Target circular, with the price pegged at the familiar one ninety nine ninety nine starting on September twenty seventh. This is the third retailer to hint at such a move. Wow, see, I didn't know that. After Walmart yeah. referenced a price rollback 
and Toys R Us gave claim gave claimed. It should probably say, and Toys R Us claimed a $1.99 price for the same week. Mm-hmm. At this point, with so many leaks, the new price drop seems all but confirmed, but it's still technically in rumored territory. Nintendo was likely to announce the drop at the Kyoto Cross Media Experience 2009 on September 26, but as of now, they are simply given a stock response, saying the company does not comment on rumors or speculation. In the meantime, retailers are doing much more commenting than Nintendo themselves, and many more leaks come out, the surprise will be thoroughly spoiled. Well... If it says new lower price, obviously it's going to happen. If it said something like special price, then it, you know what I mean? That there's still some leeway there for it to be like, well, it's just for this week or it's just for till the end of September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this has been all but officially confirmed, and it's really great news for the five people out there that don't own Wii's yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or who want a second one for their second kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had always wanted the Wii to come out at 200 bucks, thinking that. That was truly the impulse buy price, and I was wrong because everybody bought it on an impulse mm-hmm. at two fifty. But I don't know. Um, I think. Uh, let me ask you guys this: Do you think this is? Do you think this is necessary? Do you think that they really need to respond to the two ninety nine PS three and Xbox three sixties uh, with Honestly, full packaging, or do you think that? Maybe they're jumping the gun a little bit, given what their progress has been like in the past few years. Like personally, I have no opinion yet. I, I I'm still thinking about this because I just found out about this. But what do you guys think? I just think they should have kept the price what it was and packaged in Wii Sports Resort with a you know a Motion ah. Plus. Ah, oh, very good. good uh, I think that they're doing this because of the Xbox Arcade, the Xbox 360 Arcade. Okay. And, um, you know, because that's now the lowest price console out there. Right. Right, and in order to, and maybe it's possible. I mean, they haven't really written any reports on this type of thing, but it's very possible that that drop for to one ninety nine for the arcade may have resulted in more sales for Microsoft for, uh, for Nintendo to kind of be wary of it. Um, and also, they probably own most of the world now, so in order to get the rest of it, <laughs> they should just drop the price. They haven't dropped the price in like what to almost. Three years. Is yeah, I mean, oh that's it. That I think that's pretty impressive. That you know they they managed because GameCube dropped pretty uh pretty soon. Let me see. Um, it was one ninety nine, right? And then it dropped to one seventy nine at some point. Pretty. I, I can't remember my GameCube history. Um, I don't remember the price drops on that. You keep talking, and I'll find it. Um, both of you. <laughs> um, yeah, that GameCube. Um, that was a pretty cool console. Did, did you know that they put the GameCube I, in, in the Wii? Yeah, I did know that, actually. Yeah. Is is it two GameCubes put together with duct tape? Yeah, and, and then they're, squished together. There are actually a together. few GameCube games I never got around to playing that I, I would like to pick up and, you know, play since I do own a Wii. Yeah. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay. GameCube was November 01, right? Because I remember it was three days after the Xbox. So it was November mm-hmm. 01, right? November 01. Um, at 199, it dropped to 99. In September of 2003. So it didn't even last two years at its launch price. Mm. Wow. And I think, I I mean, I think all the consoles at that, well, let me see, Xbox, um, because, price drop. Oh, Wikipedia does not pick up when the price dropped. Uh, Well, it's at 299, right? That was, it was 299, and then 199, uh, no, that's 1999. Okay, so, okay, Wikipedia does not help me. But yeah, so Wii has lasted three years until its price shot. That's that, that's a pretty impressive run. Um, Pete, I totally like your idea of bundling Wii Sports Resort. Have you played it yet? 
I own it, yeah. I, I I have not played it yet, and I've heard so many good things about it. How is it? Um, well, I talked at length about it in one of the trilobites I did when I was not like doing the regular cast. Um, oh, yeah, the one that I had to listen to for an hour, and then I kind of was doing work at the same time, so I didn't really pay attention to it. It may have been that one, yeah. But, I mean, overall, the I game, apologize. Is, the game yeah. is really great. There, There's definitely a uh, much better, like, quality to the games. Um, it feels more I mean, fleshed bo- out, I heard. Yeah, like, I mean, bowling is was my favorite game from the original Wii Sports, and that's in Wii Sports Resort, and just adding that Wii Motion Plus adds so much to the game. Like, I mean, I can definitely do, like, crazy-ass hook shots now, which I couldn't ever even do in real life. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's overall uh, a really good package. There's just a handful of games that you might not really want to play a lot, but right. the few that are good are exceptionally good. Right, and I heard that that's it's kind of like to a point where it's like, all that really matters is that you will be playing something in there for a long time. It doesn't matter yeah. that some of the games aren't that great because who's going to care? Right. I really want to try the sword fighting ones. And, I mean, it is worth it just to get the Wii Motion Plus for, you know, whatever games are coming out in the future to sure. Sure. Like, just have that adaption. Right. Um, okay, so that's the price drop. Um, we got a release date for Bioshock 2, um, February 9th of mm-hmm. 2010. Yep. And yeah. I have avoided all coverage on Bioshock 2. Me because too. I have not played Bioshock 1 fully yet. Me either. Yeah, oh, me there either. we go. I, I played I like just have, an hour of it. I avoided... Oh, what, what's that, Al? Sorry. I played like an hour of it. Of the original? <laughs> yeah, I have it for PC. And then I played it for about an hour and I haven't played it since. My game crashed at about 45 minutes and I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to play it tomorrow. And I didn't play it the next day. We're bad. At I at least that. made it like halfway through the original. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I, I there was no reason why I stopped playing. It was just kind of like I think at the time I had that and skate and skate kind of definitely started taking up all my time because I was obsessed uh. with that, and I got to the point where it's like, well, I mean, if I pick back up Bioshock, I'm not going to be in the same mood as when I started playing it. So I kind of just never really got back into it. I'm trying to find out if they had a reason for this, and I remember before that everyone was saying, "Oh shit, Modern Warfare Two is coming out in the holiday season. Let's move our games back." And I'm trying to scour this article without spoiling myself to see if there's any. No, I don't uh, see any specific um, reason why they moved it. They just decided to move it. But fine. You know why? Because I think we need to have games year-round. I mean, just dumping them into the holiday season, like, enough of that already. So I'm glad that they moved it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if somebody's going to buy a game, they're going to buy a game. It's not like, oh, let's go buy this game because it's the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, like... I know that they're. I know that they have to do with marketing cycles, and they're like, "Oh, you know why?" It's because the unfortunate truth is that um, a lot of products end up making most of their money in the first few weeks of their life. Right. As and and Nintendo was really trying to change this with the whole like ever oh, games are evergreen. Brain Age is still selling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like our stuff will not launch very well. It will continue to have legs. The the whole long tail stuff. Right. But for the most part, games still kind of like they come out with a bang and then they kind of go away. And so if they come out in the holiday season, that's their best shot at getting attention and putting their marketing cycles out there. Hey, your kids like to shoot things. Why don't you encourage them and be a bad parent and buy them this game? Right. So or or like, yeah, not even just parents, but whatever. Anybody who's buying a gift, they're like, you know, oh, well, this is a perfect opportunity to. Um, did, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I we get each other games for gifts, but most of the time we buy our own games. So. Yeah. It's like, I would rather have something year-round. Maybe, and I don't know, maybe they could change up their marketing strategy. 
by, you know, even if a game comes out earlier in the year, okay, you, 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 you put a little something out during Christmas, maybe like a downloadable content, like, like, like a $2 thing or something, whatever, so that you have an excuse to ramp up the marketing cycle again around the holiday time and say, hey, this game has gotten X awards, all right, was critically acclaimed, was blah, 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 and this will make the perfect Christmas gift if you don't have it already. And then they push it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so anybody have anything else to say about that or dot, 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 dot? Um, about Bioshock 2, not really much. Uh, like, I don't think I'll be playing it because, like, you know, you, I haven't finished the original, so there's no point in playing the sequel. And, uh... I don't think I'll ever actually be going back to finish the originals, so I I, I think Bioshock Two is just gonna forever be lost on me. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 But and as far as releasing games year round, uh, yes, awesome. <laughs> Al, did you have anything to say? No. Okay. Well then, um, I don't know if anybody heard me say while Austin was talking back there. I just like randomly said, "What the fuck?" That's because yes, I heard that. <laughs> next to the Bioshock Two story, there was a little link that said Sony, Blizzard, Activision, and NCSoft Turbine named in patent suit. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And I clicked on it, and I found out it's the story we are already going to be talking about next anyway. Oh, which so you guys can take over from me, because I, I don't know the actual story, so somebody else can go into details. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> the I labeled this story with the with the headline of we invented communication we're going to sue you. So apparently this company okay so the first paragraph I think tells everything, okay? Um that we need to know from the for the background of this whole thing. In March, Paltalk Holdings and this is by Tom Magrino from GameSpot News. In March, Paltalk Holdings levied leveled a hefty 90 million dollar lawsuit against software giant Microsoft. Paltalk's claim centered on two of its patents, which create a solution for computers to effectively communicate with one another in online gaming situations. As it turns out, Paltalk's claim stood on strong enough legs for Microsoft to settle the case for an undisclosed sum, midway through the trial in June. Okay, so maybe I was a bit too cynical, because apparently this holds water, but like, it, it, the first thing that I think is just like, oh, we invented instant messaging. Yeah, not everybody you, who you know. has an instant messaging program has to pay us. Right. But I think I think maybe they I guess they used their patented methods to 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 um to do something with it and Microsoft was just like shit, we kind of did. All right, you know what? Though remember that they, you know, I'm sure that because they have deep coffers, they're like, "You know what? We don't want to spend the time and effort on this. Will you just go away if I pay you?" That, that, that's the thing with settlements is that it, it's always hard to determine because the same thing happened with immersion with the vibration thing. Remember they're like, "You right. know what? Fine." Go away. I Here's your money. I imagine it happens a lot more than we know, too, because I'm sure yeah. big companies do just use like smaller companies' tech and then say, "Well, you know, if they come after us, we'll just settle." Sure. Right. Right. Now, Paltalk has its sights set on a number of other game industry heavyweights, including Sony Computer Entertainment and several of its divisions: Activision Blizzard, NCSoft, Turbine, and Jagex. What's a Jagex? Uh, what has Turbine done? I know. Team. I know they're an MMO company. What? What, what games have, has Turbine done? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Online, I think, is the most recent one. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, blah, 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 blah. At issue again is Paltalk's computer-to-computer synchronization patents, which, as noted by Paltalk's lawyers, Max Tribble, as part of its Microsoft suit, involve, quote, technology for ways to control interactive applications over multiple computers. So it seems like this is for a different thing. Um, apparently, oh, shit, Killzone 2... <laughs> Killzone 2, Motorstorm, both EverQuests, Modern Warfare, 
And World at War, WoW, Guild Wars, Lord of the Rings Online, and RuneScape apparently all use this technology. Um, since you guys are MMO freaks, or were, at one point in your lives, thoughts? Mm, I don't um, even know what I don't their know if, pattern is. Yeah, and I don't know like what... Because does World of Warcraft even have in-game chat? I've always used Ventrilo. They do. So I guess it's whatever in-game client chat client they have because like I like I said I've always used them in Trello so I don't know what like technology is actually used in most of these games. I don't right. know. It, it's it. I don't even think it's uh, about players communicating. I think it's about computers communicating. So it's a networking thing. Some kind of network technology. So maybe maybe they maybe they really did invent communication. <laughs> oh, I thought I was talking about like people talking to each other. No, because it's about computers effectively talking to each other. So it's got to be oh. about something relating to uh, keeping their connection. Because I know PalTalk has some kind of network. Uh, oh, there it is. Webcam chat and video chat and messaging and whatnot. So it could We invented TCPIP. It could have something to do with just plain basic-ass messaging. Like, um, you know, I type to you. In, in WoW, and it goes to you, and that apparently infringes on Paltalk's technology. I guess I don't know. Cause I mean that that seems to be something related to, um, cause it, they don't do anything relating to voice here. They have video conferencing, and they have text-based chat. So it could be computers they... communicate communicating with each other through text. Which not only not only did they invent TCP/IP, they also invented UDP and every other le- network layer. So we have to pay them for any anything. In fact, my web browser that talks to your GChat owes PalTalk money. I guess. Oh, this site is funny. Which um, one? PalTalk. If you go to PalTalk.com and you look at the featured members, like every <laughs> single person is like a damn near model. No, but like the face in the middle, Jennifer A's face is just ridiculous. Um, I think we have different lists because I don't see Jennifer. Oh, unless you're talking about oh, oh, you're talking about that. No, I'm talking about the bottom. Oh, the very bottom is this like scroll bar thing, and you can scroll up and down <laughs> with your mouse. Oh yeah, I guess it's, like, I'm sorry, all I'm the girls are just else. like, oh my god, I want to talk to this person. Let me go and subscribe. Right, view image location, copy image location. If anybody wants to see this ridiculous face, just go to paltalk.com. P-A-L-T-A-L-K. Um. Jennifer A's face is priceless. I think they're all, they've all got the face going on. Like every single one, except for Marina M, who's trying to kiss you, and Meg G, who's looking off to the side, and Lauren J, who's like too excited to open her mouth, and she's trying to keep it closed with her teeth. Yeah. I don't know if you can see what I'm seeing. I do, and it sucks. So look at Marcus C or Ezra Wong. I'm assuming his <laughs> last name is Wong because he's Asian, and the Ezra last letter Wong. is a W. Jewish oh. Asian. No, there was a there, there was a kid in high school who was who was Korean. His name was Ezra. Oh, there was a, he was a Jurian. W- was that his original name? Yeah, yeah. I think. Wow, Probably. I I don't know. Right. <laughs> and then Ben T. Ben T. <laughs> Jennifer S. Uh, okay, I think we've probably I, I just run wanted our, to, yeah. I, I want to say what I was laughing about because I was laughing about something else completely unrelated. Well, it's related to the story, but unrelated to you guys looking at Pal Talk site. Okay, I, uh, <laughs> I read the first comment under the uh, the the story on um. What, we're on Gamespot here, and uh, someone just commented about like 
like they were t- explaining what a patent is and just i mean it might not really have any bearing on the actual case but their explanation is funny uh they say a patent it, this is from el conrado on uh, gamespot a patent isn't a right to an invention it's an exclusion to that invention to everybody else but the patent owner that means that under the current patent system you can fill in an idea that you have no means or intention to develop is broad in scope and covers multiple areas of expert ex- Expertise, and it will still get granted. And ten years later, when someone else has quote not steal or uh, quotations over uh, parentheses not steal, sorry, that same idea, they can't develop it without your permission. These patents don't even necessarily need to be specific on even or even practical. If I wanted to patent a machine that turns oranges into soldiers, <laughs> all I have to do is present a, fil- a filing with a diagram that explains how I envision the process without having to explain it like this. And then he puts oranges dash question mark dash profit. that covers pretty much any way in which an orange becomes a soldier yeah i hope you can see the pop so yeah that was that was pretty funny i had that idea first (laughs) that's pretty fucking funny and true um i'm I'm looking through the list of all the batman games in history um on one up and there's some really shitty ones here but anyway any last remarks before we sign off today, ladies? This was a very... I have two last remarks. Sure, sure. First sure. off is that uh, hopefully my trials review will be up on... Uh, Shit, that's right. Game. <laughs> I meant to put that up yesterday, and then there was a birthday party. So it should be up by the time you people hear this yes. episode, which will be in like three weeks. Definitely by the time recorded <laughs> yeah, it. Pretty much. Um, and my second comment is someone should buy and send me DJ Hero because I don't want to support Activision, but I want the game. <laughs> <laughs> Rut row. Yes. Okay. Uh, Al. Al? I have a show today, but it doesn't really matter because you won't hear it until like 8,000 years after. 8,000 years in the past. Um, I'm also future. looking at this uh, animated GIF for Dark Neo Bahamut on GameSpot, and it, the animation is going like so fast. You should go take a look at it. It's on the. Um, I see it. On the story. It looks. I think he's on my friends list. Really I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we're just looking at avatars. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I got nothing else to say, so um, you can find me at xlm2k.blogspot.com. You can call me out. Oh, and you can find me at facebook.com slash Riven. Yay. And you can find me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com. Yeah. Wait, we can find you there? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am the sole I am the I am one of many proprietors. Al is a contributor, but he has not posted anything. Hey, actually you did post something, didn't you? I posted something. You posted one you of your post. chats. Yeah. Or did I post it for you? You posted it for me. I didn't know I was a- able to add stuff to it. Uh I think you have rights. You have posting rights, so you just need to log in. Oh, cool. Um but yes, www.sharkversusoctopus.com versus is actually spelled out. Um, they're, they're, the site's better than your lives, so you'd do well to actually just go there and, and enjoy. But um, All right, that's enough from me and from all of us. So you can also look at drfishypants.com for bloggerifics on video games and him being a doctor, and you can find slunks on the Internet. Uh, just Google slunks, and he's on GameSpot and Giant Bomb and um, in class or something. Uh, okay, so, but hey, for w- Pete. What? Hello? Uh, for for hi- Pete. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> for Al. See you guys. I've been your host, Chupon and Dawn. How 
how do you spell octopus again? Because I apparently still can't get to the website. <laughs>